Hey guys, it's Micah from Fifth Quarter ACC, the Just Means Less podcast. It's baseball season. We are officially one month away from opening day. Uh, It is a beautiful 17 degrees here in East Tennessee. I'm on a walk trying to just get the body moving, and I am cold, but I figured it's better to get the body moving and be a little bit cold with the hot shower afterwards than just be a lazy bum all day because our university was closed so I was working from home but didn't have to really do much besides get out of bed and turn on the laptop so um but I just wanted to to kind of record this briefly it's just going to be me quickly just kind of giving you a rundown of what to expect this baseball season um you know I think baseball really took us off last year Nick and I are very passionate about it and at the end of the day you know, we've said this before, as much as we are an AC account all across the board, we really want to centralize in some stuff. And we love football, so we're obviously going to always talk that in the fall. But I think baseball is our is our target audience a lot moving forward. Uh, thankfully, a lot of the baseball community also loves football, so it works out pretty well. But, you know, we're we're juiced. Um, as you've seen, today was the start of our baseball content. Uh, we are going to be doing, kind of stealing from our our main man, CFB Homes, the stadiums of the night and day. We're going to do something similar. Um, and it's going to showcase, moving forward for the rest of the month, every single stadium an ACC ball club is scheduled to play in this season. Um, obviously, that one includes me guessing who might be hosting <laughs> regionals or supers that we could be potentially be playing in, but every single neutral tournament, every non-conference road game. Um, I really, again, I love travel. I'm obsessed with seeing how different stadiums are, the layouts, how things operate. And this was a chance to kind of do that for some of our followers and just people in general on Twitter who may not know what the ACC offers, but what of all the college baseball offers, you know, I want to highlight, obviously, we're going to start, you know, for the first week of this, two stadiums a day. We today had Wake Forest in the morning, Clemson at night. The way the order is, is we're taking the D1 baseball top 25 in order first, those six. And then from there, it's kind of just a sprinkled assortment of, honestly, I just randomly picked the order from there. (laughs) So, you know, you'll see your stadium in the next week, but then after that, we're going to attack and, and look at these non-conference games. Because one thing that I find really beautiful about college baseball, it's probably the top revenue sport that still appreciates the mid-majors, the regionalities, and what a lot of us deem college athletics to be. You know, we've got Wake Forest playing at North Carolina A&T, and I don't want to slander that ballpark, but it's a very run-down old ballpark. I mean, it's got history to it, but it's not... The, the sticker of Doug Kingsmore at Clemson or Charles Schwab in Omaha. We've got Clemson going to Presbyterian College, a stadium that with actual seats maybe holds 400 in Clinton, South Carolina, obviously not far from Clemson, but a very small campus and college. Uh, I was there for ETSU baseball last year and I mean, just imagining Clemson playing there has me juiced. I'm going to try to make that trip. Um, you know, we see 
just all across. I mean, Boston College goes to Rhode Island. Miami goes to FIU and FAU. You know, Florida State is going to, I think, Mercer. I know Georgia Tech's going to Kennesaw State. Like, you see all these mid-major programs getting to host these Power 5 schools. And a lot of times, you know, they're, they're not just home and aways, like, or excuse me, like a home and home or, a, you know, a pay game. Like, Wake goes there, Wake hosts them. Like, you know, it's, it's really neat how this sport operates. And I want to be able to show everybody this because I want to show you Presbyterian's ballpark. Because if you're a Clemson fan, maybe you're going to want to go check that game out. It's going to be a Wednesday night. You know, you might be like, hey, I live an hour and a half from Clinton. Well, I promise you, you will never get closer to your Clemson Tigers than if you go to this game at Presbyterian. I promise you. Because you can stand right up against the bullpen. I mean, it is crazy how this place operates. And at the end of the day, like, I want what's best for this sport. And I think highlighting its imperfections and its beauty is one of the best ways to do it. So I'm very excited to be able to do that. Um, You know, be able to showcase what it all is. And then on the flip side, of course, you know, be able to be a little bit more than just, you know, hey, this is, you know, the AC Ballpark's call today. We're going to showcase where these neutral site tournaments are. We're going to showcase where, again, every, like, we're going to showcase some SEC schools because Georgia Tech's going to Georgia. Clemson is going to South Carolina. Florida State's going to Florida. I don't have a problem doing that because in a way it kind of shows you, like, at the end of the day, especially when it comes to the infrastructure and the money spent, the SEC does it best. It does especially in this sport. So being able to highlight this, showcase all this, like this is the way to do it. So really excited for that. That's going to lead all the way up to the day before opening day. Um, you'll see the order. The, the, high, the last day will be obviously the most obvious day to do stuff. But, you know, very excited to do that. Um, and then, you know, tomorrow, Nick and I are really kicking off the Around the Diamond show um, with a very special interview from one of Wake Forest's most important cogs on a year-in, year-out basis. We're excited to have him on the show tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll hopefully have that out for you first thing tomorrow night. Um, so we'll have that. Again, and moving forward, we're going to be, you know, pretty much Monday will be the release of our expectations, our 1 through 14 preseason power pool our accolades for coaches and players and games of the year and things of that nature. Then we've got on the flip side, um, you know, moving forward pretty much every week going up, you know, we'll have special guests on. We'll probably do small team previews of everybody, five, 10 minutes kind of going through and just looking at the schedule and, and things like that. And then once the season starts, we're really going to hit the ground running. We're going to have, you know, shows that are focused on, hey, like, Let's preview the upcoming weekend. Here's the recap. We talk about that. We're going to really try to treat it kind of like how we do our football shows. Uh, you know, go into everything, talk about it all, and, and make sure everybody gets a chance to learn about this, you know, from top to bottom, who these opponents are and everything like that. I, I'm very excited. Um, and then the final thing was the announcement today of my ballpark road trip. Um, like I said, I, I enjoy travel, and, you know, I figured if I'm going to be talking this ACC ballpark world, 
I have to go see them all. I've seen, I've seen over half of them in person. Um, I've seen probably 40% for them for games, but there's nothing better than going and seeing them all now. And a chance again to be able to get, lay eyes on these teams, see these games. I mean, I'm going to have multiple screens going when I'm at home, but being able to have full focus, read the room, hear the dugout chatter, talk to fans, hopefully meet some parents, hopefully meet some coaches, meet some guys. Like, I'm really hoping to build a lot off of this. Um, you know, you'll see that the first scheduled game is not till March 6th, just because of my schedule. And again, too, like, you kind of get into it where a lot of these best games are neutral, you know. March 6th kicks it off with the top preseason top 25 D1 baseball matchup with Kansas State going to Clemson. Um, so I'm very excited to kick it off with Clemson. And we're going we're gonna to ride it all the way through. We're going to go see all 14. Um, we're going to have a, a day at the ACC tournament. I'm probably going to work our conference tournament in the Southern Conference. So probably only have one day of the ACC tournament to be able to work. But we'll see if we're able to sneak over for a little bit more than just that. Um, and then, again, going to go to Omaha. So overall, just really, really excited. Um, just wanted to give everybody a rundown of this. I did also want in this show simply break down my expectations, my ballpark power rankings, because obviously doing this schedule, I deep dove this ballpark in depth with pictures and, you know, Google Street views. And, you know, a lot of times now you can even do the 3D um over top views of all these places on campuses. So I wanted to rank them real quick. Um, a, so you could argue with me and say I'm wrong. But B, I want to see how much it changes. I put these down in my notes. That way I can go back and, and see how the in-person experience differs. Because, you know, for me, I'm always going to be a little biased. I love Virginia. I think we have arguably the nicest ballpark in college baseball. But that's not for everybody. So I'm curious how, as the season goes on, my opinions change. That's why I actually saved Virginia for last, because I wanted to kind of go in and just build off of everything and then see how everything compares at the end to Virginia. Um, but we're just going to work from 1 to 14. Honestly, my favorite ACC ballpark is still Disharoon Park in Charlottesville. Um I just think overall the layout of it is better from a parking standpoint from like pretty much everything I can imagine. Like the renovations they just did made it one of the nicest ballparks in college baseball. Um, I love Clemson, but I just, I really do think plus having the lacrosse field right there, like, you know, where your concession stands and restrooms, like I just like the joint build of it all again there's just some nostalgia at the Disharoon Park for me but Virginia is going to be one Clemson is two uh, and then Doug Kingsmore is, is really really hard to beat I'm really excited to see that I love it's kind of a weird 360 around I still don't think I did it right last year but I'm gonna chalk that up to being a midweek game like the first week of the season um, but nonetheless still a good time um and then we'll go on to number three. I put Miami here. Um, I don't know. I've never been. Like, I've never seen Alex Rodriguez Park in my life. I've been to many Miami sporting events, a.k.a. Miami football games. 
when I lived down there, but I actually never stepped foot on the Coral Gables campus, which is kind of a shame, but again, like, it was kind of inconvenient for me where I was at in Fort Myers, so I just never did it. Um, so I am very excited for the Miami game I'm going to. They're playing Clemson. That should be an absolute banger of a series. Um, so Miami is number three. Number four was North Carolina. Um, I've heard a lot of great things about Boschmer Stadium. I It seems like you can't walk all the way around, which is a huge no-no for me. It looks like parking could be a nightmare. So I'm really hoping that just the – I've heard like the concourse itself – is one of the nicest, which you might say that's not important, but when we're talking about nitpicking details here, I think it is important. So I had them at four. I had five Florida State, the history of Dick 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 Hauser, the Dick Hauser Stadium, you know, is kind of unmatched. I just I've heard the atmosphere, the crowd itself is maybe the best in the conference. Uh, so I really can't wait to experience that. Um, number six was Georgia Tech. Uh, Rush Chandler looks awesome. The skyline, the layout, you know, just, you know, what it is. Georgia Tech fan base is always one of the best. So I put that at six. Seven was the couch at Wake. Um, they've done a lot to make that place not awful. Uh, I remember going to games when it was awful, um, when the team was not very good. When the ballpark was just an old rundown minor league stadium, that's how we saw it. And I, it's hard for me not to see it that way anymore. I know it's not that, but it's hard not to think that's what it is. Um, but it really does, you know, it, I'm intrigued to see if the atmosphere has gotten better because the atmosphere for the regional game was phenomenal. But I'm just going to be honest, like the regional atmosphere in Charlottesville was better than the regional atmosphere or super regional, excuse me, and at, at, at Wake, in my opinion. But again... Part of the difference was, you know, the Super Regional at Wake. Yeah, Alabama traveled well. I'm not saying they didn't, but we're talking 3,500 people. Or Virginia had 7,500. And ECU brought a really good... Like, ECU probably had as many fans at the ballpark as, you know, all three... All four schools that came through both the Regional and Super Regional at Wake combined. So, you know, it was special. Um, so... The couch for me just, it, it gets, and again, like, no matter Wake fans, you can defend it. It's a damn launch pad. I mean, it's it's not a Little League park. I hate that. I hate that saying. But when I'm talking about college baseball, I mean, that is as hitter-friendly as you can get, which, again, is a compliment to how good the pitching staff is that, you know, they still got to pitch there, too. It's not like, you know, the, the walls get moved back when the other team hits. But, you know, there's something to just the – the plain and simple just kind of base of it all. Like it's, you know, again, the concourse space when it's packed is not, not well spaced out. So, it again, these seven ballparks I just named are all, from what I can gather or experience, fantastic ballparks. I mean, grade A. So uh, we move on. Number eight is Virginia Tech. Um, Jack, I always call it Jack English. I don't know why, but English Field at whatever it is, Atlantic Union Ballpark, is it's just incredible. The renovations that Virginia Tech did is just top-notch. And, like, I love what Virginia Tech does with non-conference games being a free admission um, because it gets you excited for baseball. The early games when the weather is maybe not as convenient, you have a reason to come out. Um, it's going to be – like I, I, 
I mean, the, the upper area, the suites area, and the press box up at Virginia Tech, great. At, like, I'm excited that ETSU plays there again this year, so I have a reason to go and, and really, again, just explore all crevices of that place. It's, it's a beautiful ballpark with Lane Stadium off in the background, the duck pond behind home plate. Like, overall, fantastic venue for some ball. Very, very excited for that um, to go back there. Number nine, I I had Duke, and that felt weird because, oh, excuse me, number nine, sorry, number nine, this is actually supposed to be higher up. I skipped one. I'm so sorry, guys. Number seven was Louisville. Eight was uh, Wake Forest, nine was Green Tech. Seven was Louisville, a completely spaced on Jim Patterson Stadium. I love Jim Patterson Stadium. It honestly could be higher. Uh, I am excited that I'm going this year in mid-March or excuse me, mid-April, because last year I went in mid-March, and it was St. Patrick's Day, it was 6 degrees at first pitch, Uh, not really, but it was like 24 degrees at first pitch, so it was against Georgia Tech, and it had a good crowd, but I just, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, I was pretty miserable, like I enjoyed the game itself, but I was pretty miserable, and I think it gave it a bad rep because I do think that Louisville is going... Like, if I had to put a sleeper on who's going to finish higher in my final 14 rankings, it's going to be them. Because, you know, I, I, I debated putting them as high as three. Um, I really did. Because I I personally love it. I love the trains behind it. I love the history of, like, just Louisville baseball in general. Obviously, the Louisville Slugger Bats right behind home plate. You've got, you know... Cardinal Stadium off in the background like it's iconic I I believe it's in the NCAA uh, 07 game so I loved playing there um might even be in the 06 game but you know it was just it's an iconic ballpark so I'm sorry Louisville fans I did not mean to skip you but I did have you at seven just because again the one experience I did have I kind of punished places that I had an experience of that you know Maybe didn't blow my socks off, and there's some places that, like, looking at, I'm more excited to go to just purely because I haven't been there before. Um, so, again, that would bump Virginia Tech down to nine. So, number 10 then was Duke. Um, Jack Combs got renovated. It's supposed to be kind of a more full time place. So, I'm really excited to see what that means uh, for Duke baseball. They're going to play there now instead of DBAP. Uh, sounds like pretty much at all times now. So, again, I mean, I know Big Game Duke got a lot of flack for Durable Athletic Park because obviously it was too big for their games. But, I mean, that's one of the best stadiums in baseball. So, it's sad to me that it's not being played, like they don't play there. But, you know, the on-campus venue, again, last time I was there was pre-renovation, kind of stunk. But kind of have some high hopes that the renovations are going to make this place. So they made it to work and host NCAA games now. Um, so that's obviously huge for a program that – is a preseason top 14 program. Um, so we'll see. Uh, very excited to see that ballpark. Maybe that's why I came in so high. Um, number 11 for me, this was so tough because there's a lot of debate on who can go where. I feel like I'm missing somebody very important though. Cause of course I'm not looking at my phone cause my hands are so numb. Um, <laughs> Number 14, we'll just kind of click to jump this one off, was Charles Cost Field at Pitt. Um, I've heard the atmosphere is very dead. I've heard 
that it's just kind of it's just there um i mean it looks beautiful like i love the turf layout i love the panther head out in the outfield um i love pitch colors and i love pitch campus but i've just heard that it's kind of a very just mid place to catch a game um number 13 was boston college um again not to slander them just purely because of the layout of everything man who am i who am I missing, guys, in the ACC now? Because it's going to drive me, it's going to drive me up a wall because I'm, uh, I'm spacing on who the last team would be that I could possibly be talking about. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pause for a nice brief message real quick, and by brief message I mean just me thinking, um, because I am, I am actually struggling right now, guys, on on who. Who gets what? Because I currently, in my head, have only two teams left I haven't named. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I knew who I forgot. I know why I forgot them because it feels so wrong to put them there. Okay, so 14 was Pitt. 13 was was Boston College. Again, Harrington Athletics Village. They don't have a video board, which, again, I'm not saying is a a super big deal. I almost put them behind Pitt. I just think the renovations of it look kind of nice. And I've heard the atmosphere is a little bit better there at BC than at Pitt. Um, but I've, again, they don't have a video board. It's very, very simple baseball there, which again, I don't think it's a problem, but you know, if I'm going to go all the way up to Boston mass, like that's <laughs> for me, I'm selfishly not looking forward to it. Um, 12 hot take. Actually, we'll go 11 first. 11 is Notre Dame Frank Eck stadium. Tickets are free for all Notre Dame baseball games. So strongly recommend making the trip up there just for that. But I love the layout of the field. It's right next to Notre Dame Stadium. And there's, like, there's basically a giant athletics village there in South Bend. So I love that. I am very excited to check out a game there. Which again leads to the, the final school I haven't mentioned. Number 12, NC State. I'm just going to be honest, y'all. The joke looks awful. I've never been for a game, but I've been inside of it before. It looks, it looks exactly like Boston College's ballpark, but not as renovated um i know they have a video board so that's why it's higher than bc i'm gonna believe the atmosphere is higher this is another one i think might end up higher than 12 but where it's tucked at campus makes parking kind of tough uh just overall i mean you know nc state fans have complained about their ballpark for a long time just the ac has some really beautiful ballparks and i just think the doke is one that for me like yeah, like I, I, mean, I put you behind Duke, which is crazy because you're, it's probably better than Duke. It, it probably is. But I am just basing off the, the images I saw from the renovations for Duke, the expansions and all the investments they just put into it. So for that reason, I put Duke ahead. Again, this is why I said this is a preliminary top 14, like Google, like Warrior, been on campus, if I've seen it kind of thing. Like, because when I've been on campus, like, both Duke and NC State for me both left me kind of like eh. And maybe I'm punishing NC State because I expect NC State, considering there's a team I saw in Omaha three years ago, to be better than what this is currently. But yeah, I mean that's just my thoughts on on the NC State uh, situation with Doak Doak Field. But anyways, that's it. I'll put this out on Twitter. I'm sure it's probably tomorrow or something. But. Just want to let everybody know that we're really excited for baseball. We hope you're as excited as we are. 
We appreciate you, everybody that's listening. If you're if you're hit by the snowstorm or any other weather phenomenon, I hope you're doing well. In my case, I hope you're staying well warm. But I appreciate everybody listening. And as always, it means a little bit less your country and go ACC.